Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Grant Cone, Lowell Cone, Pere Fils. That means father and son in French, bilingual. Anyway, the Niners are in the playoffs right now. They're going to play the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday at 3.30 at home. That's the information you need to know. Now we're going to explain to you how, the different scenarios, how the Niners could win, how the Niners could lose. We'll pick a winner. We'll talk about yeah. Tom Brady, all the good stuff. Yeah, and the reason we're doing how they could lose and how they could win, we want to be balanced. We're not because fans. We want to have a balanced approach. And before you pick a winner, you need to sort of be able to see the game through in both ways. Absolutely. So let's do first how Dallas wins. Because I want to say one thing in, in preparation. There were a lot of flunky, flunky teams in this tournament. The flunky teams are out. Now the good teams are left. Dallas, with the exception of Kansas City, who beat the Niners, mm-hmm. Dallas is the best team they will have faced this season. Would you agree with that, Iggy? Absolutely. They haven't beaten a team as good as Dallas. They, of the eight teams remaining, the Niners have beaten none of them. They faced one of them and lost. It was Kansas City. Okay. And any of the other teams they might play if they advance is a real team. So oh, yeah. st- starting with the Cowboys, we have a real game. It's not going to be a blowout. Um, now, ways the Cowboys could win. Well, they wouldn't stop <laughs> the Niners' run the game, but they might manage it a little bit and force the kid to throw. Mm-hmm. And they might force him into some errors. Yep. Uh, also, the um, when the Niners are on offense, Dallas might control the line of scrimmage and give the kid less time. When the Niners are on defense, uh, uh, Dak Prescott, if he's on, could take advantage of that secondary. Oh, my God. He was on last night. Boy, was he. Yeah. That's the best game I've ever seen him play. He looked phenomenal. I agree. And if he is the same Dak. Now, the reason I say if, I feel he's an up-and-down quarterback. He absolutely I also feel the, 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 the Dallas is an up-and-down team. Right. They're not consistent like the 49ers. So, but if, if he's that player that we saw last night, he might be able to really take advantage of that secondary. So that's how I see them winning. How about you? I see the Cowboys winning if the Niners play defense the way they've been playing it the last month. Here's what I mean. Uh, they haven't shown anything new or exotic or creative since they clinched the division. They've been kind of doing the same stuff. And the Raiders uh, made him pay for it. The Seahawks made him pay for it last couple of days ago for the first half until they started turning the ball over. These are teams with nobodies at quarterback. Not good teams. Right. Um, now you got the Cowboys. And we saw what Dak Prescott did. He's an up-and-down quarterback. But if he can set his feet, if he has time, he's Steve Young. So if the Niners, uh, I mean, they haven't. Last, last year, they played Dak Prescott in the playoffs, sacked him five times. Ate his lunch, won the game, held him to 17 points. Niners haven't sacked a quarterback more more than three times in a game since, like, week five. So if Dak Prescott has time to throw and he can set his feet, he could dice his defense apart. I mean, we've seen the secondary have big problems recently. So uh, if if Dak's confident and has time, (laughs) Niners are in trouble. Also, Bosa has not been a factor the way he usually is lately. I don't know if that was another sentence. Yeah. He, he last week he had he recovered a fumble, but he didn't have any sacks. 
And then right. against the Raiders, he didn't have any sacks, although at the end, in overtime, he pushed the tackle into the quarterback, which led to an interception. So still, he's, he's a very good player, but he hasn't had the same impact. And I think, it's, is it that Bosa hasn't been as good recently? No. I think the overarching theme with the Niners' malaise on defense the last month, I wonder if it has something to do with D'Amico Ryan's preparing for his head coaching interviews. I wonder. Explain to people what's going on, because this is a key factor. D'Amico Ryan's established himself about a month ago as one of the top head coaching candidates in the league. And the Niners clinched a playoff spot about a month ago in Seattle. And since then, their defense has really fallen off. And I wonder if the last month he's been splitting his attention between preparing for four different interviews with four different teams this week and preparing for games. Because while the team is very good, it's, it's, the defense is good. It's basically as good as the, as the four-man pass rush performs that game. And there's not much scheme in that. It's just four guys doing their thing. If they dominate, the defense dominates, D'Amico looks good. If they don't, D'Amico doesn't have very many schematic answers to fix things and the Niners get shredded. So uh, I, I wonder, like, D'Amico, how locked in is he this week? He has four interviews this week. Is this going to be the same kind of like Xerox game plan from the last four weeks that teams have been uh, exploiting? Or are we going to see the D'Amico from last year when he played the Cowboys in the playoffs where he just overwhelmed that team, sacked Dak Prescott five times, made him look bad? I don't know what to expect from D'Amico in this defense. (coughs) I think we should stay with that point a little bit, Iggy. One interview going into this playoff game would be too much. One, four. More than you'd want. Now, does that are they going to be Zoom interviews or does he actually go to these places? It's a good question. I, I don't know. He, I think you got to go. He goes. I, yeah. I think you got to go. Yeah. So let's assume he goes. Yeah. Well, he's not going to be around. Right. Not only is he not going to be planning, he's not going to be around. Right. See now, if it were me, I, I'm an old school guy. I admit it. And if I were either John Lynch or Jed York, I would say, no. Yeah. Where is your loyalty? Uh, we pay you a lot of money. We've given you this chance. Either do your interviews after we get eliminated or after the Super Bowl. If you're that hot, they'll wait for you. But we want you this week. So I think this piece of information that you're giving me is the key factor if the Niners lose which I don't expect them to lose. But I think it's a poor show. And I think it's a poor show by Niners leadership. Yeah, I mean, I keep asking the last month, what is going on with this defense? It's the best defense in the league, and all of a sudden it gives up 500 yards to the Raiders and 34 points. It gives up 17 points to the Seahawks. What is going on here? You guys are way too good for this. Well, maybe the coordinator has had like a split focus, which means you have no focus the last month. And you can see it in – go ahead. Because he's getting ready for interviews. You don't just walk in. You have no. to have, a, a, um, you know, a, a plan. Play sheets. Yes. You have to be able to talk. And answer. they ask you very hard questions. You have to go to the board and diagram yeah. things. It's you have to like have opinions about stu- every player on the roster. What would you do with this guy? What would you do with the quarterback? What would you do here? Yes. yes. It's like studying for your PhD. It's like when I had my orals at Stanford. You're really pressed. Right. And you so got to be in his. Sorry. No. Okay. D'Amico could be in his office, you know, working on the game plan, but then his, he could have his earbud, his 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 uh, air, AirPods in. His agent calls him and says, look, this is what we're going to do with Houston. This is how we're going to handle Denver. It's like, okay, you got to do that too. 
Otherwise, people will say, hey, don't interview uh, D'Amico Ryans. He was totally unprepared. Don't interview that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he has to make a good I impression. I, he has to, and I think yeah. there were other ways to handle this. I understand why he wants to do it. Yeah. Kyle, John, yes. and Jed should have said no. We want you to Four have Four sounds job. like too much in one week. One sounds like too much. Yeah. And, you know, really, the NFL the NFL created this problem. They should freeze all hirings until after the Super Bowl. Because I agree. It, you're just hurting the quality of the best of the biggest games of your season. You're, you're taking coordinators off these teams before they play playoff games? Great. That's really great. So anyway, anyway I think yeah. that the fact of what he's doing is really the salient argument for what could happen because— uh, Dallas has a very dynamic has a very dynamic offense, and McCarthy, by the way, is Forty Nine er trained. Right. He's from the Forty Nine ers. He's he's a big time. Now I'm not wild about him as a coach, but by the way, he's done well this season. Yeah. He's a big time coach. He's not interviewing for jobs. His people aren't interviewing for jobs. They're focused on what's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, and it's like if. If the Niners don't overwhelm, if 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 the Niners don't overwhelm Dak Prescott with their pass rush, they could lose this game. That's and they have they had three sacks last week. They haven't had more than three sacks in a game in a very long time. And you're seeing Bosa had no sacks last week, no sacks against the Raiders, one sack against the Cardinals backups. I think that's where you're seeing D'Amico sort of lose his edge. That's the best player in the league, the best defensive player in the league, and you're letting teams sort of neutralize him. Teams that aren't even that good. There should be ways. And, like, what happens is you put Bosa on one edge for a third down play. You know what's going to happen. They're going to slide the protection that way. They're going to have a running back over there, a tight end over there. They're going to focus on Bosa. I can't let Bosa beat us. Well, that's where a creative coordinator comes in. You know, Bosa can be great on his own, but what are you going to do schematically to help Bosa out when he needs some help right now? What he could do and what they did earlier in the season back when D'Amico was 100% focused on this job was have Bosa stand up before the play. You ever see that? He's standing up kind of by the center, and you don't know which way he's going to go. And so that way, the offense can't set up where they're going to slide and where they're going to have chips and all the overload protection. Now they're like, uh-oh, where's Bosa? And he could be standing up roaming, prowling until the play even starts and then picks a lane. No one knows who's even assigned to him. You could do stuff like that. It looks like gumballs, you know, just yeah. players moving around. That that kind of creativity, I feel like, D'Amico, that would not – if you want to get hired as a head coach, do that. Do that. Yeah, beat Dallas. That's a good be way to – Beat Dallas and make your defense look good because, I don't know, if my number one question for, for D'Amico, if I were an owner, first of all, is who your offensive coordinator. Second of all is, how did you give up 34 points to the Raiders three weeks ago? What, what happened? Jerry Stidham. Well, you have Nick Bosa. What happened there? I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. This this week, D'Amico's going to talk. Probably Thursday he talks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it a fair question to say you've had job interviews this week? Is your attention divided? Of course, he'll say no. Of course, he'll say no, but it's a fair question. Yeah, I guess got to see how he answers it. He's going to get yeah. asked that question. I mean, he have to ask that question. Especially four. Four sounds like a record. It sounds like a record. And the other thing is, to be fair, Dan Quinn's on the other side. He's the defensive coordinator for Dallas. He's going to interview two. I don't think he has four. He probably has one. And he's been a head coach before. He's done the process before. He's uh, he's juggled it before. D'Amico is like 38 years old. This is all new for him um, this much. I don't know. I, I'm a little. This is my main concern for the 49ers in this game, D'Amico. He was he, great he, last year. Can he do it again? I got a question about Dan Quinn as a quiz. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know how he was the head coach of Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Who ruined Who ruined him? Kyle. Yeah. And so that's an interesting uh, thing to talk about in this game too, Dan Quinn versus Kyle again. Yeah. So Dan Quinn just did a great job against Tampa. Who sucks? But last year, uh, Dan Quinn held the Niners to 23 points. The Niners ran the ball extremely effectively, but they – Jimmy was awful. His quarterback rating was 60-something. Dan Quinn's a good coach. He knows Kyle very well. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Okay. Dan Quinn fact. Let, let's get positive. Let's get How positive. Let's get positive. That's why I do the positive second, so we leave a good impression. Yeah. How did the Niners beat the Dallas? Now, let me start with very easy stuff. They're playing at home. That's a yep. big deal. And they have two days more rest. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Okay, you fill in some more stuff, sweetie. Uh, um, Those are—let's fill in, like, all the low-hanging fruit. Those are two. Dallas has a kicker with a head case. (laughs) Oh, God! Whoa! Like, that's a huge problem. You're going to beat the Niners with a a kicker who can't even make an extra point. (laughs) That's a huge problem. He made one at the end, but uh, I don't know about that guy. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You'd almost— Want him to get another kicker, right? Yeah. I mean, you figure you could find a guy who can make an extra point. This guy was... And he kept missing right, right? He was on the left hash missing right. Like, what are you doing, buddy? So anyway, they, they got a kicker with a head case. They got a home field advantage. Dallas is playing their fourth consecutive road game. That's exhausting. Absolutely. You get knocked off when you play that many road games. Uh, yeah. And let's talk about the Christian McCaffrey factor. We didn't like this trade. But we like the player. He's a hell of oh, a player. God. Yeah. And he is a very unique running back. So last yeah. year, the Niners ran the ball at will on Dallas in the playoffs with Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, who are here. Now they have Christian McCaffrey. I don't think Dallas can cover him. They yeah. have good linebackers, but I don't think they can cover this guy. And, and like in the first half, nine of the first 13 plays could go to Christian McCaffrey. So right. that's a big problem right away for Dallas. McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they can cover him. In fact— I don't think so. There are two players, I'd say, you know, the Niners have a roster of very exciting players. Yeah, they do. CMC. Yes. Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy. Yep. Nick, Nick Bosa when he's Nick Bosa. Ayuk and Kittle. Ayuk. Kittle. Ayuk and Kittle. Greenlaw. Ayuk. Yeah, Greenlaw. Yeah. I mean, they have a roster of exciting players. I yeah. agree. I don't think they'll be. I think, frankly, the Niners will run it up their tush. I, <laughs> they I did last year. They I did think they just gonna run it up that tush. I yeah. I think they're going to be overwhelmed by the running game, mm-hmm. and when that happens, it opens up everything mm-hmm. uh, for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah, I think the Niners will be able to run the ball. I I, I wonder if Dallas will be able to run the ball too. Um, they I don't a, think they will. You don't think so? No. I, I that Pollard is a good back, but he's not that good. Zeke is done. Zeke is done. I yeah. think the Niners will squash their running game. The Niners will run on them, and they'll squash their running game. You don't agree? Okay. Well, I don't know. But this is why the Niners will win. If they squash yeah. the running game, then absolutely. Then you can make Dallas one-dimensional, and then you can put pressure on on Dak. I think a big thing for the Niners is they have to ta- get— I think they have to get multiple turnovers in this game. I think they got to get two or three turnovers. And that sounds like a lot— but they got two turnovers last week, four turnovers the week before that, that two turnovers the week before that, 
two before that, one before that, three before that, four before. They've had 17. They've taken the ball away 17 times since Brock Purdy became the quarterback. That's a big factor with him winning so much. 17. Okay. Here's what I want to say. Yeah. Dak Prescott will turn it over. He will. He will. He'll he did yesterday. He will. But that's because he had and time I'll, to throw. He had, yeah. He won't have as much time. And I'm telling you, Iggy, he's a nervous quarterback. I agree. He's I agree. Ner- a nervous quarterback. And he was he, he was he was nervous in the game last night, right? And and yes. Troikman was saying it. Troikman said it. Oh, you could see a little nerves there. But then you could see that Tampa sucked, and yeah. Dak settled in. He was wasn't under pressure, and all of a sudden yeah. he was styling. But that's probably not going to happen this game. He's probably going to fall no. behind early. He's probably going to get hit a couple of times. And all of a sudden, he's gotten hurt a lot in the league. I'm sure there's a little bit of that, a little bit of anxiety. Like, I don't want to miss timing any- anymore. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. If they let him con- if they let him be confident, they'll lose. But if they if they They're bring out gonna- the anxiety in him, they will win. And they did it last yeah. year. They did it didn't last year. They, didn't they just lose to Washington? They just lost to Washington, yes. And got beat. I mean, got oh, really yeah. got beat. They scored six points. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they looked great against an aging, crummy team last night. And right. so did the Niners look great against them. Absolutely. But a Washington a losing, has a great— losing. They had a losing record, Iggy, 8-9. and 8-10. 8-10. Counting now this now one. they're 8. Yeah, now they're 8-10. Yeah. And, and Washington is—they're like the Niners. They're not as good, but they're sort of built in the Niners' image, and they have a kick-ass D-line. And we saw what that did to Dallas two weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. really, it, to me, it's as simple as the Niners win when their D line dominates, and they usually they have a dominating D line, but it didn't dominate against the Seahawks until Geno Smith did. With, <laughs> until Geno Smith fumbled in the pocket, and it didn't dom- Geno Smith. Again. Yeah, it didn't dominate. I, I keep going back to D'Amico, like, dude, hey man, what's going on? You have the best D line in football. What is the problem, man? And you're supposed to be the next uh, hot head coach. What is the problem? So the Niners win if D'Amico's on his game and the D-line is on his game because the Niners always win that way. And that, all, that usually leads to two turnovers and an easy victory. Yeah. But, so, so yeah, that's it. Make Dak Prescott be the nervous, turnover-prone guy that he is. So, so much to turn, to, depends upon D'Amico Ryans. This whole uh, game uh, comes down to D'Amico right now. Near, near the white, uh, the, the red real barrel. Wouldn't you be a little nervous <laughs> if you were the head coach and your, and your defensive coordinator had to – Juggle this this week. Nervous? I'd be Nervous. pissed. 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 Yeah, that's the word. Pissed. Pissed. But pissed. at the same time, like you can't really fault him because Kyle did the same thing. It's sort of like the nature of the business. Got to deal with it. I mean, yeah. Dan Quinn's doing it too, but on a lesser extent. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. The NFL should change the rule. All right, before we get to our uh, super chats, let's finish the section. Well, what? Do we have more to that- say about the Niners winning? No, now we're going to pick a winner, which we've pick already a, done. We'll, yeah, let's pick a winner. Oh, I absolutely. Done the, I'm going to do it. The 49ers. And what I want to say is, in a fairly high-scoring game. What are you thinking? How high? How high? I'm not, I'm not good at that guy. Somebody's scoring the 30s. Somebody's okay. going to be in the 30s. Who are you picking? I'm picking the 49ers. I'm picking the 49ers to win 27-23. Okay. You know, I, I, All right. I'm nervous about their defense, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and feel like they're going to get it together in this game. Yeah. 27-23. And why, do we, why are we picking the 49ers to win? Well, they have the home field advantage. Uh, they have two extra days to prepare. Uh, they have a running back that the Cowboys can't cover. They have a defense all, that, even though it's not playing its best, it has forced 17 takeaways in the last 
seven games. So they're playing winning football. And Dallas, what have they done? They just beat Tampa. Great. I'm going to say two other things. Yeah. The Niners are a better team. Yeah. They certainly have more weapons on offense. And as critical as I can be of Kyle, and God knows, I think he's a better coach than Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and let's go to the quarterbacks. What you mentioned with Dak. Dak Prescott can look good if he finds his rhythm rhythm and confidence, but that's been an issue for him all year. That hasn't been yeah. an issue with Brock Purdy yet. It may be down no. the line if he gets hurt or, some, or, or something happens, but right now he looks like the most confident quarterback in the league. And what's more, even though he don't think of him as an athlete, he is so shifty and quick that he might be more elusive than Dak Prescott, which is probably the most important thing you could get from a quarterback athletically. Right. I don't think he's a faster runner, but I think Doesn't he's more matter. elusive. Right. Like, a lot of times you're focused on the, the straight line speed or the top the top right. speed of a quarterback. Who cares the top speed of a quarterback? You need him to, like, be really quick in his first few yeah. steps and get away from people. And that's Purdy. Which Jimmy isn't. Oh, Jimmy's stuck in quicksand. Jimmy has, like, boots on or something. He just has heavy feet. Yeah. And the other thing was, Kaepernick was a very fast runner, but he was not quick and elusive in the pocket. No, he no, was Russell not. Wilson was. Russell Wilson was, which is why yes. I, I see some Russell Wilson and Purdy, just in the way they run around. Yeah, except Purdy can read defenses. Yeah, he's actually tall enough to see over the, the, yeah. <laughs> the offensive lineman. So we're picking the Niners to win this game. I do think it's going to be fairly close, though. Uh, Dallas yeah. is intriguing, but yeah, is there something about their coach, their quarterback, they seem kind of mentally fragile. I don't yes. know what it is. I yeah. like it. I like it. I, I, I agree fragile. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It seems like the bigger test is going to come probably well, in the we'll NFC see. Championship. Yeah. L- let's, they got to get let's there take, first. Let's take it one game at a time. They, All right. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's answer our super chats and then move on. First real test for Brock Purdy, says Caesar. You could say it's the first real. Yes, because he didn't play Kansas City. I, yeah, this is the biggest test for Brock Purdy. The Cowboys. I agree. Cowboys fans are annoying. I can't stomach a loss, says Zach. Uh-oh. Cowboys fans and Niner fans rekindling a decades-old rivalry. Levi's be loud, says Eddie. Okay, Eddie. Eloy says Dak w- was no pressure at all. Zero pressure last night. Really? It was like he was standing on the beach. Yeah. Is Grassfield a real advantage? If so, how? Um, The Niners play on it every week. The Cowboys don't. So I guess that's the advantage. For this season, Geno Smith, QBR 100, Dak 91.9. I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. I like that. I like that you don't I care. I don't care at all. I, I've seen them both play. I like Dak a lot better. Teams are coming to Santa Clara for D'Amico. Teams are coming to Santa Clara for D'Amico. Okay, how about that? Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, still, still, that's a lot of interviewing time. Plus. Let's assume it's at night. They do it at night at a restaurant or something. Flemings. That he's... He, 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 <laughs> At Fleming's. Fleming's. You know what I mean? But he's working all day, mm-hmm. but he's interviewing at night. Yeah. That's a tired guy. Tired. Okay. I, look, fa- I, I used to, I used to, I, I know Robert Sala. I, I knew, I sort of understood his um, schedule when he was a coordinator. He would be done with work like at 11. He would get home and, and see his kids and, and his wife very late. So I, I don't know when, is Fleming's open that late? I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> Can you get the cream spinach at 11 o'clock? Maybe if you're D'Amico. JT says, "Why are all these why all these critics is counting out the Niners?" Shaking my head, da- Dallas is overrated. Who's, Who's counting, counting out the Niners? Niners? We didn't. 
I don't think anyone's counting out the Niners. Purdy is no longer challenging the D in practice. That's one theory why the defense has fallen off is because he's not the scout team quarterback anymore. I don't know. I don't see that. But maybe it's an interesting. That's, and it feels like a reach to me. It feels like a reach. Brandon Graham says, Grant and Lowell love the show. Gloves off is a fabulous read. Yeah, it is. Oh. There are a lot of ifs for the Cowboys to win. That usually means one team isn't as good as the other. Agree. Take advantage of an overaggressive Dallas defense with screens and play action. I love it. And now that they got Brock Purdy, they also have a play action game. Yeah. They do. They certainly do. Iggy, don't you love play action? I do love play action. It's great. I love play. It's so interesting to see it. I'll tell you some things I love. I love play action. And Iggy, I love screen passes. Screens. Yeah. I love screen passes. You take advantage of their aggression. Absolutely. And I love when they work. Yes. Uh with the play action, I feel like it's so important, and teams that can do it are really dangerous. The Niners can do it now with Brock Purdy. Um, Dallas can do it. Hey, Iggy, you know, Greg Papa is always talking about a bubble screen. I don't know what a bubble screen is, and I, have, I don't see him anymore. Could you tell me what a bubble screen is? I don't even think they use the term anymore, but usually I think what he's referring to is probably a screen to a wide receiver. I think it's usually like you, you throw the ball out to the wide receiver and there's like a couple of blockers in front of him and he tries yeah. to get to the, to the sideline. There's also a tunnel screen where you throw it out to a wide receiver and he's trying to run sort of in toward the uh, the, uh, the offensive line. And then there's okay. a couple. I don't know. It's not very descriptive. It's jargony. It's jargony. So so it's to a wide receiver as opposed to a running back. Yeah, you wouldn't call it. There's no bubble screen to a running back. It's just usually to a wide receiver. Okay, you can call it a wide receiver screen. Qu- yeah. I got one more question. What's the bubble? The bubble is, I guess, the couple of blockers out in front as opposed to with a regular screen, you have like three or four offensive linemen out in front. So it's like a, I don't know. It's a terrible term. I don't like it. Okay, I don't I like know. Greg. I, I like Greg, but I don't get the bubble screen. I don't get the bubble. We'll have to ask him next time. Okay. Ryan, Ryan Blocker says, apparently Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore both have job interviews this week too, so could equalize out. Yes, I, I, I mentioned that. I just, I think they have four. Four's a lot. Why don't they just cancel the game and, and have this called interview week? I like that. Yeah. Jesus. The Goose says, I expect CMC, Debo, and Kittle to cause problems for the Cowboys on D. Kinlaw and Armstead must have a big impact to shut down Cowboys' interior run game. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott shuts it down himself just by being bad. Yeah, I don't even know why they play him. Because they Zeke. gave him a lot of money, which was a big mistake. Cameron, thank you very much. Saul Goodman says, DR will be 100% blamed if the D is bad and Niners lose. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say so. Uh, Cameron, do you think Dallas will be affected because of the travel? I would think so. But at the same time, like, this probably, they probably have so much adrenaline going right now. I mean, they're, they're playing their best football. Their momentum's high. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I, it's always better to play at home. And plus, those two extra days of rest matter. Bobby D says, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, will you show us your tattoo? Yeah, my 49ers tattoo. Absolutely. Pad's disciple says, why does the media continually underrate Brock Purdy? He's statistically performing better than almost every other quarterback in the playoffs, yet they rank him last. What media is is uh, uh, underrating him? I don't know. Maybe some, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you'd have to tell me. And, I don't, I, not around here. Not around here. Does DC still out to stop the run? Uh, DC? Defensive coordinator? Um, not against Dallas. No, you got Dallas. a quarterback who can throw. And against the Niners, I don't think you sell it to stop the run anymore. You, what you have to do is cover McCaffrey and then figure out a way to cover everyone else. 
Elias, thank you very much. Um, Kurt, to make the BP story even more serendipitous, his draft pick was a comp pick for C.J. Beathard, who was signed by Trent Balky. Best goodbye present ever. That is funny. Nate Cohen says, Team, Teams Washington has beat this year, Eagles and Cowboys. The key for the Niners running forward will be run defense. Run defense. Well, well they, they I don't think run their defense. run defense was very good against Seattle. They gave up 100-something yards. They did? Yeah, they did. They gave up 130 to the Raiders. 808 Niners says their D-line is small. Now, what happened was the Seahawks were running the ball. Then Geno turned it over. They fell behind 31-17 the fourth quarter. Couldn't run it anymore. Uh, Geno! Geno! What were you doing? 808 Niners says their D-line is small. Now that we got Brock, no more loaded boxes. All KS has to do is run and play action, control the clock, and make um one-dimensional. I would agree. That's the, that is the recipe for a victory for the Niners. Jonathan Chavez says we are winning. Jimmy let Cowboys come back. And we still won. We are better now. Let's not forget Bosa was out last time they played pressure. Okay, we're picking the 49ers to win this. Niner fans get a little testy, even if you try to lay out scenarios in which they could lose. It's as if they could never, ever possibly lose to the, to yeah, the Cowboys. We're trying to be balanced journalists. We're not yeah. fans. But we're <laughs> picking the Niners to win, so slow down. Slow down there, Jonathan. Slow down. The, the catch 2023? It could happen. It could happen. Niners Cowboys in the playoffs. It's too bad it's not a candlestick. Wish the father and son duo was daily. Props to y'all. Keep killing it, says John Williams. Thank, thank you, John. Thank you, John. Lowell, how reminiscent is this rivalry for you? You mean of, of when the Cowboys were America's team? Yeah. Um, not, a, not that much because this Cowboys team is not at that level yet. And no. may never It may never be. No. This is a, what this is. This is a hell of a game. It's not a rivalry game. No, I agree. Hound says, glad you're feeling better, Mr. Coe. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm about at 85% now, but I still have a cough drop I'm, uh, I'm holding on to here. Jason Lutt says, how does Dallas match up with this offense? Four wide receivers, three halfbacks, Juice, and Kittle can all make big plays any given play. This feels like a huge, a huge mismatch. SF 42, Dallas 31. 42. Hmm. Anyway, well, 42-31 is not a mismatch. It's it's a an exciting game. 42 points. That would be amazing. Shell says, imagine, uh, imagine a wheel route but very short from the slot. Okay, I'm thinking about it. Okay, I thought about it. 808-9ers says, we lose, if they, <laughs> <laughs> we lose is if they commit to the run. Seattle gave up on the run, and that's why they lost. ATL and KC were committed to the run, and they dominated. It's true because when you run the ball, you don't turn it over. You got to not turn the ball over against the Niners. That's the one. If you turn the ball over, you probably lose against the Niners. So you have to be very conservative, run the ball, and take shots down the field and not turn it over. Um, I don't know if they can pull, pull it off. Kansas City did. Kansas City turned the ball over twice and won by a lot. So they're special. But I don't think Dallas is that special. Elias. Bucks hardly ran the ball. Cows only needed to defend the pass. SF has major offensive weapons and a killer defense. Cows will get blindsided on a short week. I actually agree with that statement. It's true. The Niners ran for 180-something last year against Dallas and scored 23 points, though. Jordan Banks says bubble screen is when the slot receiver swings outward like how running back does on a swing and the furthest receiver blocks inside. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. And the tunnel screen is the opposite where the wide receiver is outside and he comes down into the slot and there's the blocker. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was it. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the future of Trey Lance. Oh, I'd I saw him. To. I saw him in the press box watching the game, and I can only feel for him. He's sitting there, probably thinking, "Man, I could do this. 
it could have been me, but it's Brock. Yeah. And so now okay. you got to wonder what, where where he's headed or, or what his future holds. What do you think, Iggy, where was he sitting in the press box? You know how in the press box there's those long line of luxury suites to the left? Yes. He was in one of those. Oh, so he was guarded from the media. Yes. But he came he was, you know, he, during halftime. They'll come out and get, you know, chips and did you say tenders. Always. And is he polite to you? Extremely. He's a nice young man. He is a very nice young man. Okay, here's what I think his future is. I, I, this is what I, what I have no inside sources anymore. I'm not connected. Right. This is what I think should happen. First of all, Jimmy should not be in the equation. I wish Jimmy all the best. I admire him. I think he was a very good 49er and a great teammate. They need to cut the umbilical cord. He needs to go away. Mm-hmm. The equation is between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And this is what, if I were running the show, I would do. Unless <coughs> Brock Purdy has a meltdown in the playoffs going forward, which I don't think he will. He's the quarterback. No matter what they promised Trey Lance, <coughs> no matter the draft choices or any of that stuff. But here's what's going to happen. At some point next season, Brock Purdy's going to get hurt. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be a jerk. Look how many quarterbacks get hurt. The mm-hmm. Niners are on their third quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, look at how many substitute quarterbacks played in the wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, quarter, and I'm not saying Brock will be hurt because he's not a good player or even the offensive line is not good. I'm not saying Mike McGlinchey. I'm saying it's, it's in football. the nature. It's football. It's in the nature yeah. of the game these days. And what will happen at some point, and I don't know when, Trey Lance better be ready. Yeah. Because that'll be his shot. Mm-hmm. And if he does really, really well, he may then be he'll the keep quarterback. The job. Then, then he'll, he'll keep, keep the, job. the job. That's yeah. how Kyle yeah. thinks. Whoever yeah. is doing well now has the job. So he'll get his shot. He has to be prepared every week. I wouldn't trade him. They don't gain anything by trading him. I would get rid of Jimmy. I wouldn't make it a competition between the two young guys. It's Brock's job. Trey, you be ready because you're going to get your shot. That's how I think it'll it'll be. That's how it will be. But can I just politely <laughs> and respectfully argue that last point that there's nothing to be gained by trading him? Okay. Because I agree with everything you just laid out. I do. But theoretically, here's what you have to gain. So he's a backup quarterback. Um, making $9 million. He's your eighth highest paid player on your team. If you were to trade him, let's say you get a very high second round pick for him. I don't know if you would, but let's say you get a second round pick for him. Would you spend that pick on a quarterback to be a backup, or would you spend that pick on a starter? I think you spend it on a starter. So all, that's all I'm saying is what you could get <coughs> is you could get a starter. If, all, if, if he's relegated to being the backup who's waiting for Brock Purdy to get hurt, you could get a starter at corner, at right tackle, at a place that you need, considering you don't really have any draft picks. But I understand what you're saying. You don't really know <coughs> what you're going to get with Brock long term, How if he can stay healthy, if he can keep this up. That's fair. I get it. I'm coughing, guys. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I also think Trey is a starter. Yeah, He's a starter who's waiting to start. Yeah. And so what you have is a unique situation where you have two starting quarterbacks. And if right. you trade Trey, you could get a backup, but you, then you won't have a starter. And if right. Brock Purdy goes down, you could be in a lot of trouble. Right. I think they're in a good situation with those two. One more thing. If I were the owner, 
I would be kind of interested. <coughs> Who drafted Brock Purdy? What were the reasons? What's the blueprint that led you there? And can you do it again? Because oh, if I you can, it. you know what I mean? Like, like Trey Lance still, as, as, as impressive as he is, he's a project. He hasn't played in a while. He needs some development. Could the Niners get like another Brock Purdy who needs no development and is kind of overlooked and is very experienced because they seem to do well with that kind of quarterback? And if they could, do you need Trey Lance anymore? Those are my questions. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big it's a big if. Big if. And again, I think the main point here is that the Niners are going to do what you said. Yeah. I think they're going to do what you happen. said. That's exactly what's going to happen. Do you Trey think will Jimmy be here. Will, be, will Jimmy be on the team? No. No way. No, let's, Let's talk about that real quick. Subtopic, the future of Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you expect? Oh, boy. You know what? Iggy? That's murky. He, he, may end up to, he may end up as a backup quarterback somewhere. I think so, too. I, I think a couple of months ago when he was playing, you were, he was thinking he was going to get a big contract as yeah. a starter. But now that Brock Purdy's out playing him, I think you, it makes you go back and look at the entire Jimmy Garoppolo era and say, like, man, maybe he really was holding him back. Yes. Yeah. You know? I like so, the question. I, I think yeah. he's a backup quarterback, and what'll happen is he'll have to wait for his turn. Absolutely, just like, yeah, he'll have to wait, just like he did this year, and he did a good job. But yeah. now he's going to have to go somewhere that doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayu Kittle. Like he's going to have. That's probably why he wanted to stay on the Forty Nine ers so long. He knew it was such a good team that his numbers would be good, his record would be good here. Now he's got to go and uh, compete with a rookie somewhere in I don't know, Indianapolis or Vegas, something like that. Yeah. That's rough. I think so. Again, I wish yeah. him a good future. I think he's a good guy. Um, I, I think, again, what you and I have always said, he's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. And to me, serviceable is a grade C. Right. Not a B. See, a C. I have sympathy for, for Jimmy, but at the same time, I feel like I have more sympathy for Trey because Trey's career hasn't gotten off the ground yet. Jimmy has made $150 million or something like that. He's played a lot, gotten a lot of opportunities. Now he has to decide whether he likes football enough to, you know, be competing for jobs on a year-to-year basis, making money that's way below what he made in the past. Like, how much do yeah. you want to do this still? That Trey has to has to get a shot sometime, and it seems like bad luck. A lot of it is just luck getting in his way. There was a pandemic that took away a year, and then there was Jimmy, and then there was an injury, and now Brock came out of nowhere. He has to sit another year. It's like, man, that's a rough challenge. Maybe Belichick will take Jimmy as a backup. Boy, what Although, you know, for Jimmy. Uh, 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 but Belichick seems to have washed his hands of him, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He might be better than Mac Jones. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones. I don't really like him that much. I think he's kind of weird. But anyway. Okay. So Trey Lance will get his shot eventually. And then he better, I, I think he'll get yeah. it next season. And I think what's interesting is, so Brock got his shot late. And the, the offense is clicking. I wonder what Brock and the offense would have looked like if it had started a lot earlier. Maybe they wouldn't have been as in sync, and he wouldn't have been as in sync if, if he had started week three like Jimmy did. And, you know, Jimmy struggled at first. Lost to Denver. Yeah. Lost to Atlanta. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe you know if Trey Lance gets his shot late next year, he'll look really good. What happened with Brock Purdy happened at exactly the right time. It did. It really happened did. at the right time. It really did. Buss says, what would you say is Dallas's biggest weakness? Well, um, they have some old, weak offensive tackles. Jason Peters is really old. Uh, the other guys, oh, was it Tyron Smith? And then they statistically don't defend the run very well. So those are two things that, I mean, they probably don't match up that great with the Niners. 
I also think they don't run the ball well. Yeah. I like Tony Pollard, but he's a little small. Yeah. He's a little small. He's a little bit like McCaffrey. Like, he's not going to break tackles, but he's very fast. He's, he's not as good. He's not as good as McCaffrey. You want to know something interesting, though? Well, he was a pro bowler, not McCaffrey this year. You know, Iggy, I don't strange. get that. I don't get that at all. No, I don't get, I don't it get it at that at all. I don't get that at all. That was strange to me. <clears throat> Calvin's uh Calvin and Hobbs says uh special teams could be a huge factor. The cowboy kicker missed four extra points. Four! Yeah. Yeah. That was a record. SoCal yeah. 49ers says, I thought the Patriots took the mantle of America's team, but the Cowboys somehow stayed relevant despite not winning a road playoff game in 30 years. Yeah, they have some serious fans. I don't know why people like that team so much. I agree. I don't I don't know what it is. And also, I want to say, I hate to go to their stadium, Iggy. Oh. I, I, oh. Oh. I mean, nothing against Dallas, but the stadium's not in Dallas. It's in Arlington. They have this little, it's kind of like Santa Clara, where it's like this suburb where it's just... <clears throat> It's not even like Santa Clara because they have the baseball stadium out there too. So any only reason you'd go out there is to like go to a sports bar or a game. Iggy, not for me. and also where they put the media, and I go, you don't give a shit about the media. I understand that. We were so far away from the field in one of the end zones that when the play was at the far side, far near the far end zone, they have this big monstrosity hanging over the field where you can see the game projected on four sides. I yeah. was watching the game on the screen. I couldn't why see. Why am I here? Why yeah, am I here? I was watching the watch game on the screen. screen. Okay. Melody, and Iggy. Melody, what? And then remember what happened when we went out to dinner after the game? Yeah. It was what? week Tell one. Me. It was week one, 2014, last year of Harbaugh's uh, tenure with the Niners. So it was September. It was hot. And we went to... Um, P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's in Arlington. Yeah. And we were gonna like be like, hey, let's eat outside. It's it's uh, hot, and all we could see was like a it was dark, and there was like a big like street lamp. So there was like a, a glow of light, and there was a swarm of what I would assume were freaking locusts, like huge freaking. They looked like that, sparrows. They were as big as bats. It looked like it was a plague from the Old Testament. Things you <laughs> don't see in California, and we we're like, right. man, I let's go inside. So yeah. We ate Damn, yeah. Texas. How do you live like that? <laughs> really? Ugh. Yeah, it was, anyway. It, was, it took disgusting. my appetite away. It, just, oh. it was like, man, like God is angry. at Like we're in Egypt right now. <laughs> we're in, we need to talk to Pharaoh. Let his people go. <laughs> Melody Moonfire says uh, gloves off. He bought gloves off on Amazon. Looking forward to reading about your life, Lowell. Cone Zone is top-notch sports analysis. Go Niners. Thank you, Melody. Thank you. Plumbing God 42 says, favorite show of the week. Mr. Cohn, my father and I love Ronnie Lott. And he was my dad's favorite player. What was he like to talk to an interview? Oh, I'd love to answer that. Um, as you know, Ronnie was a great player and a very violent player. That's what he was. Off the field, he was the most gentle guy. You know, um, we would sit at his locker. You could do that in those days. And we would shoot the breeze and... and he was one of the rare players who would actually ask me questions about myself. He was the most accommodating, sweet guy. And now, when we bump into each other, we hug. Because, yeah. um, and Iggy has seen that. Because we shared something. We, we, yeah. I, of course, was never on the team. Ira Miller wasn't on the team. But we were there all the time. And we chronicled them when they were great and famous. 
there's a bond. And Ronnie and I always hug, and we wish each other all the best. Um, I'm very uh, friendly with Ronnie and with Steve Young. I would hug either of them. Joe Joe Montana and I are polite. Uh, We would never hug each other. I'm not even sure we would shake hands, but we would be polite to each other. Russell James says, Grant is trying not to be a Niner fan, but loves uh, covering a team like this in a season like this so much. It is happening anyway. Admit you heart the 49ers. No, that's not how it works. I I want to answer this because I have more experience. I covered five Super Bowl winners. Mm-hmm. I felt privileged to cover yeah. them. It was an honor to yeah. cover a team at that level and that it reflected so well on the Bay Area, which I've adopted and loved. But it doesn't mean I rooted for them. No. Whatever happened, I had to write an article. They paid me right. just the same. I got nothing out of them winning, but I did feel honored to cover a great team as opposed to a shitty team. Why not? Agree. I like it. Alex says, do we get a comp pick for Jimmy G? Yes, but it depends on how much money he makes. And there's a formula, and I don't know how it works. They don't make it uh, available to the public. But it's usually like the top three guys, the highest paid guys, will uh, give their team a third-round comp pick. Go look at the comp picks from last year. Search uh, comp picks awarded. It'll be NFL.com article, and you'll see there were like three guys that – merited a third round you'll see you'll see we'll find out how much he ends up getting paid i don't think he's gonna get paid that much b white says our defense worse because purdy scoring real fast lol jimmy goes 15 plays to kick a field goal or a td so our defense is well rested purdy gives our defense no rest they just be tired lol just my opinion it's a good point i think actually he does a lot of long drives third third quarter i mean to change the game they, they came out uh first drive in the second half against seattle had the ball eight minutes scored a yeah. touchdown Hey, Grant, is Jamarcus Russell one of your favorite quarterbacks, says Andy? Yeah, he used to be my neighbor. Is is that a joke question? I don't know. If it was, I didn't get it. But he used to be our neighbor. He used to live in Scotland Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, F.U. Joe Boo says, I want to see a 50-50 snap split between Purdy and Lance, but the offense needs to be this offense rather than the silly stuff Kyle Shannon rolled out for Trey. Only way to know what you have with Lance. I don't think they're going to do a quarterback, a two-quarterback system. It's not going to happen. They're scoring. They're, they're too good on offense to, to change anything about it. Yeah, they're not. It's not going to happen. Two point says this game. Think this game comes down to a field goal. Really worried about our O line and Purdy. Best D and pass rush he has faced. Hope he protects the football. That's fair. He has That's a history fair. of protecting it. Well, he got a little lucky in the first half last year, last week. Yeah, okay. they, they dropped some picks. I'm just saying. But he he does have a history of protecting it. This is a good week to keep doing that. Bruh, cowgirls invaded your chat. Bruh, did they really? That's all right. We got a lot of people here. LOL, Jimmy isn't backing up anyone next year. Colts, commanders, etc. passed on him last year, and look how it turned out. Won't make that mistake again, says 2.0. Oh, they'll make the Jimmy mistake now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, do that. Oh, man. Uh, Mad Trucker says, what if we keep Trey for a Taysom Hill type player? Like tight end, running back? Not no. going to happen. He's no. a quarterback. They almost got him killed uh, using him that way. He's going to no, be... I- a quarter a starter in waiting. Yeah, I like my dad's idea. If you're going to keep him, let him replace Brock Purdy if Purdy gets hurt, and see if yeah. Trey Lance can. Purdy keep will the get off. hurt. I mean, it's probably they get hurt. hurt. They get hurt. Joe Montana got hurt. Steve Young got hurt. Yeah, yeah. And Purdy already got hurt. Andrew says so many interceptions, fumbles, bad calls by coaches this weekend. 49ers comparatively played a clean and focused game. 
in the second half. And also, they were playing a flunky team that they had already beaten twice. Everybody was saying, it's so hard to beat a team the third, the third time. Baloney. They beat him the third time because they could beat him all the time. Also, again, it was 17-16. They were losing at halftime. They have a beautiful drive. They're up 23-17. The Seahawks respond. They take it down to the 14. They have a seven-yard pass to get it to the seven. They're called for an ineligible man downfield because they're the Seahawks. Two plays later, they, they fumble the ball at the 19. Th- that, that should have been a field goal. That was a game. All of a sudden, the next time the Seahawks get the ball back, they're down 14 in the fourth quarter. Game's over. So it happened yeah. fast. But that game was not as big of a domination as, you, as it looked because of the final score. It was close until late in the four, third quarter. And it chaps my hide that Geno Smith wasted our time. Sorry. Uh, Justin says, could you show the metric comparison of Dallas stats on turf indoors and grass outdoors? May give more insight into what we will be seeing. Well, they played on grass outdoors last night. But I don't. But yeah, I have to look into that. Couldn't someone else look into it? I mean, when you yeah. say, could you show? You could do research. I know you paid me, but I, I'm doing a show right now. Re- well, I mean, really, you can do research. I'm doing a show. Yeah, you <laughs> tell me. St- Steve-O Supremo says Purdy has as many playoff wins as Lamar. Do quarterback needy teams overpay for Lamar this offseason or try to find a Purdy and p- pay other skilled players? I think that's going to be the trend. I think you're going to see fewer and fewer teams overpay for quarterbacks who are good, not great, such as Lamar and Deshaun and Russell Wilson and Kyler. Like that's all bad. You don't want to do that anymore. I think your owners are going to say, "Hey, can you can we get a Brock Purdy and pay him nothing?" I don't like Lamar Jackson. He's a run first quarterback. I'm I've been learned football from the Niners. You don't want a run first quarterback, and he's an average thrower. I, I don't. And he's I don't gotten like hurt. Him. He's and gotten he's, hurt the last hurt. two years. He's gotten yeah. hurt the last two years. His Kyle, game will get him hurt, and it's gotten him. hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kyle Green says my first home game was crazy. I've never seen a home crowd like that. There wasn't a lot of green in, in the stands. What do you think about Cowboys? I think we can win. Dallas is already talking trash. We'll feed on that. Uh, yeah, we were picking the Niners to win the game, but we do think it's if they beat the Cowboys, it's their, I mean, most impressive win of the season. Iggy, are the are the Cowboys talking trash? Uh, I, you know, I, I live up here on the hill. I don't, I don't. Are they talking trash? The players are talking trash. I don't know. It seems like I haven't heard that. I don't. I haven't heard it. And listen, Iggy, if players talk trash, do you think the Niners actually care? I wish I there was more trash li- talking. Uh, but what I'm saying is, the Niners are very sophisticated. I think if the Cowboys are talking trash, they would laugh at it. Yeah, like, they wouldn't I, get I, involved. I did, like I, I understand, like maybe. Trash talking upset someone in a regular season, and, and you don't over. It's the playoffs, so you need more motivation. <laughs> yeah, how much motivation? The season's you- over if you lose. Oh, but they—he was talking trash. So now I'm going to play even harder. <laughs> what are you talking about? Errol Tolbert says, "Grant, your theory on finding the the G, the Brock, is flawed." Uh, Gabbert played three years. C.J. Beathard played four years, and Mullins played four years, and Hoyer played four years. Okay. I'm not saying that every quarterback who started four years in college is going to be the next C.J. Beathard. Um, but hold no, on. No, not uh, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah, but C.J. Beathard did, really didn't play much his first two years. He started his, his last two years. Anyway, he had 700 throws in college. I'm looking for a guy with like 1,400 throws in college. And not just experience. I want the, the, mo- the athleticism that Brock Purdy has. I think that's a big reason why he's so good. Not just because he played a lot. Because you can't sack him. He's so elusive. Purdy needs to roll out right and not to his left. I don't know. When he rolls to his left, everyone's always surprised. He's, he gets wide open out there. 
Most guys roll to their right. Would love to see Hafunga in the box more Sunday. I'll tell D'Amico. I also told him how to use Nick Bosa. Alex says, damn, I'm a diehard Niner fan living in Arlington. Texas ain't that bad, y'all. Cowboys fans are the most annoying, less educated fans in the NFL. Uh, can't stand them. Hey, sorry I uh, said that about your home city. I take it back. I'm sorry. You said it about, yeah. Arlington. Look, those bugs were real. I got to tell you, we, I don't think we have bugs like that out What's here. What's the story with those bugs? What is with those bugs? Josh Wyatt says Niners won divisional in Dallas with Jimmy. If they lose at home with Brock and a better roster, how is this franchise not in turmoil with no picks and Bosa to pay? Is this franchise defining game? Is the roster better? I mean, the offense is better. What's up with the defense? D'Amico, you tell me. I'm curious. Iggy, Iggy, if they lose to Dallas at home, there will be a lot of turmoil in that organization. Oh, absolutely. I agree. A lot of turmoil. That's yep. how it works. Yes. So Josh Wyatt's correct about this. If they lose to Dallas I agree. At home, yes. I agree. But, like, for they sacked uh, Dak five times last year. They're not going to sack. They're not going to sack Dak five times in this game. I would be shocked. They haven't done it in a long time, this team. Sack Dak? Sack Dak. Philip Wilson says Dak played well because his O-line was really good against Tampa's inferior D-line. Won't be the same against the Niners. I agree. Sure. But the Niners haven't sacked a quarterback more than f- three times in a game since Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to really come on this week because D'Amico Ryans is going to be really focused. Yeah, he's going to have lots of blitzes and stuff. He's going to manufacture pressure. You guys are my favorite oh, yeah, to watch. Yeah, he's going to be thinking about that while he's doing the interviews. That's right. He's actually going to be he has he be multitasking. Spider Whoever Rico says, wrote that la- wait, wait, whoever wrote that last one, thank you very much. Thank you. He D'Amico has a, a twin brother, and he's going to have the twin brother go to the, <laughs> the interviews. Spider Rico says, we all know Lance has great physical traits, but we sure but we sure he doesn't have Jimmy injury luck. Broken bones and hand, broken ankle. Can he stay healthy? We just don't know. We just don't and know. And we can't, we just, we guess we'll find out eventually. Jordan Matthews, we have a ton of these today. Bucks are terrible and everyone praising Dak like he did something. You see Jerry comparing them to the 93 Cowboys, LOL. Niners will destroy the Cowboys, says Jordan Matthews. They'll beat him. I don't think they'll destroy him. John says, Grant, Cowboys, four straight road game, 22nd in NFL, rush defense, and Dak has thrown more interceptions than anyone else in five less games. I did know that. Yeah. I did know that. And, and Thank those you. Are, are very uh, important stats. Jordan Banks says, I don't know why, but I feel like Kyle still wants Trey as a starter, especially because CMC is on the team and the run game would be scary plus the deep ball. Um, I don't think um, Kyle cares. He just yeah. wants to have the best starter at the moment. That's and an how offense he that scores lots of points. Yeah, that's how he thinks. Yeah. So, like, two months ago, there were a lot. there's a lot of chatter that, you know, one way or another, whatever happens with the Niners this year, Tom Brady's coming next year. And that is when the 49ers are going to make their move. I mean, we were in L.A., and we were talking about this over dinner with my cousin, right? Tom Brady might be coming. I I was there, right? Doesn't that seem like a quaint time from like a whole different eon? Uh, Here's the thing, Iggy. I even tweeted that the Niners absolutely need to go after Tom Brady after this season. And then last night, I took back that tweet because it's (laughs) preposterous. Uh, Brock Purdy right now is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady looks old. He does. He looks Last old. Last night, yeah. he looked old and he looked forlorn and defeated. Yeah. You and know what's kind of interesting about Tom Brady, too? What? So go, you go ahead. You, I, I, you I go think ahead. he and Aaron Rodgers need to go away. I agree. They just need so, to go away. So Tom Brady, I think he always um, envied Peyton Manning. 
in the sense that Peyton Manning got total uh, like he's the offensive coordinator of his teams, and Tom Brady always had to be subservient to Belichick, and so he go he leaves Belichick, he wins a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians, he butts head heads with Bruce Arians, gets Bruce Arians essentially fired, and takes over. The whole show has Byron Leftwich be his like caddy, has an awful freaking season, no run game, terrible offense, eight and ten. Byron Leftwich gets fired. Like, good job, Tom. Great quarterback, but not the same kind of thinker as Peyton Manning. And maybe he really did need a good coach uh, to make him his best. Did Byron Leftwich get fired? I think he did. I think he got fired today. Ay, ay, ay. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's Tom Brady's because he was just doing what Tom Brady told him to do. Yeah. He was just he doing fired. what Tom Brady told him to do. And with Tom and Brady, they never ran the a- ball. Yeah, it's, that's it sucks. A bad, for, that's a bad yeah. story. It is a bad story. Because Byron Leftwich was like a yeah. Tom, the head Todd coach, Bowles. he's probably going to get fired too. He he seen, I mean, I I would fire him. He's a very good defensive coordinator, and he seems like such a dignified person. Yes. but I just don't think he's a head coach. Yeah, and what's funny? So like, in the past, teams were so desperate for a quarterback that they would give a guy like Tom Brady, who's 45, 25 million dollars. Now you're just better off giving, sticking with Brock. He's younger, cheaper, more athletic. The team works. Like, why would you even mess with this? Yeah, I, I would. I completely have reverse field on that. Um, I don't want the Niners. Let's say I'm not a fan, but I don't advise the Niners to, to go after Brady. I advise them to develop the two young quarterbacks they have. And I would like to say one other thing. There is going to be so much media attention on what's Tom Brady going to do. Is he going to go back to Tampa? Is he going to go to another team? Is he going to go to Fox and be an announcer? What I would say is, could we have okay. a media blackout on that, a blackout on that guy? Who cares? Who cares? I'm not personally invested in him. Whenever he does something, when he decides, then that'll be a news story. But until then, I don't want to hear the words, Tom Brady. I'm as interested in Tom Brady as I'm as interested in, like, the royal family. You know? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Do we have to talk about these people? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, like, he used to be a great football player. Not anymore. Let's talk about the people who are great. What's interesting about the trend in the league right now, it used to be, again, Try to find a veteran quarterback who's pretty good and give, as mu- give him as much money as you can. Every quarterback remaining in the playoffs is in his 20s. Dak Prescott's the oldest one. He's 29. So really? I think it, it used to be get a quarterback, he'll make the rest of your team better. Now it's that's, that's a lie. The rest of yeah. your team will make the quarterback better. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, some of the guys who played in the playoffs, even for the flunky teams, they mm. were the second or third option at quarterback. They played pretty well. The guy in Baltimore played decent. The guy in Miami put up 31 points, and he was a rookie seventh-round pick, too. He was Iggy. picked like 20 picks before Brock Purdy, Skylar Thompson. Iggy, Baltimore should have won that game. They lost on a fluke. It was the flukiest now, thing. I don't, know why the, I don't know why the kid did that, but I also don't know why Greg Roman called a quarterback sneak from a, a yard and a half away on third down. It was so dumb. Anyway, hey, Greg Roman, thank Greg, you very much. Greg, Greg Roman? Greg Roman at the goal line, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice going, Greg. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, Tom Brady, not going to the Niners next year. Don't really care where he ends up. Oh, no. And and also, ditto for Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to hear it. It's like a soap opera. If he makes a decision, let us know. Otherwise, those two guys should go into hibernation. 
they they're really starting to look like Brett Favre. Remember when Brett Favre got to the end of his career and every offseason he tried to make it like, am I going to retire? Am I going to play? Yeah. Everyone's like, we don't care anymore, Brett. It, I think Aaron and Tom are just a little afraid of fading into obscurity. Divas. Mil- yeah, just divas milking that last little moment of attention. Yeah. yeah. It's pathetic. It's I would pathetic. use the adjective pathetic. Yeah, uh, you want— uh, And what's more? Wait, one more thing. It's pathetic, but so is the media pathetic Yeah, to pursue that crappy story. Agree. I'll it's pathetic. It is. Connor Koch says number four had the best game of his career won't against SF. Dak Prescott. I agree. Uh, he will if they don't put pressure on him, but if they put pressure on him, he'll look like last year. Who's more of a liability, the secondary or the O-line? Okay, secondary. I have an answer. The secondary. The secondary. Listen, I think that O-line is functional. It is. Yeah. It is. And especially and with I the quarterback wanna, who can move a little bit. And I want to say I think Michael Glinchy is functional. He is functional. Yeah, yeah. he is functional. He's functional. Yeah. Uh, Master J says the Niners' two extra days of rest matters. Rest All matters. Rest. I don't sleep well at night. I got to tell you, I don't sleep well anymore. So I can attest that rest matters. First-hand account. B. White says, can we activate Drake Jackson? Uh, something always good happened when he's on the field. He's athletic and long. Uh, pause. Tips balls. Fast also at the line. I would do it too. It seems like the, the Niners could use a little extra pass rush. And that was their top pick. Oscar. Ladner. Says Nick Bosa didn't play in the second half versus Cowboys last year, and they got five sacks. Yep, that would be great. But if you remember, down the stretch last year, they were doing that. Like they had five sacks against the Rams week eighteen. They were dominating teams with their pass rush. They haven't been doing that this year. They've been dominating teams with turnovers this year. Just pointed out the t- the games they lost is when they didn't get turnovers. Mark my words for this game, says Alec Nicholas John Bosa. Okay, be time. Jordan Banks says, maybe it's just me, but I feel Dre's been our best linebacker all year and not Fred. What do you guys, what do you think, Grant? I oh, agree with I, you. I would agree. Jordan is re- very active on this. Thank, Thank you, Jordan. Jordan. I appreciate it. And, Thank and you, I like your comments. Thank you. Mike Baker says, have you noticed that when Purdy runs the ball, he doesn't tuck it but holds it out in front? Scares me every time. Thanks for the great combos. Thank you, I've Mike. Also, uh, thank you. I've also noticed that Brock doesn't usually run past the line of scrimmage that often. He's running behind the line of scrimmage to throw, which I like. <sighs> 2.0 says Jackson hurts Cap Newton. These guys can't beat you in the pocket when it comes down to it, despite their athleticism. Same reason Trey gots to go. Well, well you know I Trey agree. can't do that? Well, what I'm saying is I agree about the other guys. I don't know enough about Trey to say that. I, you, you feel that way about Jalen Hurts? I like Jalen Hurts. Um, okay. What I feel, we may, we may have a time to talk about Philly. I feel he's their whole offense, and I yeah. think that's why Hurts gets Hurts. Hurts gets heights. Hurts get heights. Ron Holder says, do you guys really think there will be problems in Ninerland if they lose to the Cowgirls? Jed is more than happy being mediocre. Uh, oh boy. Okay. I don't think, you know, I agree that Jed is happy me- being mediocre. I do. Yeah. I agree with yeah. the statement. Yeah. Maybe what I was saying is if I were running the show, right. but I would also say. Or Eddie. I don't, or Eddie. Eddie would. Yeah. But I don't think John Lynch and Shanahan are happy being mediocre. No. I think that's where the rub would be. Yeah. Yeah, and the the media commentary all offseason would be pretty scathing. Not that that In matters. the Bay Area? I will, on this show. 
okay, on this show, but in the Bay Area, you know, I'll tell you what the media would be. What a great season. Great season. You know, they had three quarterbacks and they still made it to, to the, you know, the, to the division round or to the championship round or whatever. Oh, and if there it, wasn't this one, Bosa got held on third and 20. If yeah, there wasn't for right. this one play, there was just, it was fluky. It was no. fluky. That's the thing with football. It's a one game. Thing. Anything could happen. Yeah. Any yeah. given Sunday. But they so still were the I'm, best team. Oh, absolutely. They still were the best so team. So what I'm saying, if they get eliminated, even on Sunday, the media around here will be doing some uh, tush, kissing some major tush. Yeah, and in some New mental York, gymnastics. No. In, in New York, where I'm from, and it's how I think, it would be like, let's take a look at this and what, what went wrong. Yeah. Listen, I got to tell you, Iggy, and I like Steve Kerr, but the one time they they lost in the finals, I asked him, uh, uh, we were all around him, and I asked him what went wrong. Yeah. And he's used to the media around here. Iggy, he turned his face away like that, and he didn't even yeah. answer my question. And I thought, yeah. you know, Steve, that was really weak. Yeah, super weak. Because he expected kiss ass. He expected to get his ass kissed for losing. Right. Yeah. John yeah, says that, Grant also. Yeah, he like, like he deserved it. Yeah. He earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's 22 and 22 this year. John says, Grant, also the Niners were record-wise worse than Dallas last year. A bad shoulder. Jimmy went into Dallas and won. I'm picking the Niners to win. We're picking the Niners. I'm picking the Niners to win. (laughs) What is going on? Uh, Kevin says, I don't want to hear the words Tom or Brady in isolation, let alone in that order. Sounds good. Wow. Uh, Brady Bunch, you're out. Alex Zubia says, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, I can see a likely chain reaction of Super Bowls runs to come, unlike the whammies. Wow. I like it. I like it. I'd like to cover that. Uh, you don't go after CMC if you're happy being mid. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. You don't means. go after CMC if you're happy being mediocre. Uh, okay. I see what you mean. Um, Noah says, Niners are going to... Gas the Dallas D and control the clock, pounding the crap out of them, running the rock. 12 runs for Tampa last night. Good luck, Dallas. I, I happen to agree with that. Now, how the ball got to be called the rock. Is it, Now, is it only in football that it's called the rock? No, it's the rock in, in, in basketball, too. I think it's It's the rock. How yeah. did it get to be the rock? I don't know. That seems painful to play with a rock. I mean, in baseball, Dangerous. It's, more, in baseball it's more like a rock. But in baseball, it's the pill, right? <laughs> How do you pronounce this guy's name, Dad? Montaigne. A very Montaigne? famous uh, Montaigne and a very famous French essayist. Montaigne is uh, so maybe uh, plebe plebe is uh, related. There you go, plebe. Lowell, what was the atmosphere of the franchise like when they lost in the second championship in January 1994? How close were Steve and George to let go? That was after the '93 season. Remember, they lost to the Cowboys in the NFC Championship two years in a row and then beat him. So yeah. what was it like after the second loss? I don't feel that they either was in danger of being let go. Now, when did they let George go? Uh, he then came. Seven. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And what was very interesting, and, you know, Carmen, who is a friend of mine, was very involved in that. They let George go, and they brought in Mariucci. I'm sorry, Carmen. I think George was demonstrably a better coach than Mariucci, and I would say not even close. Yeah, everyone was trying to get coaches off the Mike Holmgren staff, and the guy that you wanted was Andy Reid. But the Niners got Mariucci, the Raiders got Gruden. Yeah. Andy Reid was the one. Kyle L. says, sorry. 
No. QC, please get BP to stop running out the back left on clean pockets. That's the only thing he does that scares me. I think he does it because he's a little short. He's my height. And I think he probably sees better from outside the pocket. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I think he does. Um, Carlos says, did you talk about skip comments on Pollard over CMC? I know it sounds, he says he would take Pollard over CMC. Well, that's what the people in the NFL thought too on the Pro Bowl, which surprised me because I would take CMC. Okay. Let's talk about CMC. Okay, hold on. No, I want to talk about Skip. Mm. Um, Skip lived in Dallas for a long time. Yeah. And he covered them. So he may have somewhat of a bias and he may not even know it. Um, the other thing is, although I like Skip and know him, who cares what he says? How much does he know about the 49ers and yeah. what they're doing? Has he ever yeah. been to a game, Iggy, that you've seen? Okay. So what, what I think Skip does, and again, he makes a lot of money. He's very successful. He's a nice guy and he's mm-hmm. very bright. Mm-hmm. What he does is he just gives opinions. Yeah. And and what he, he gives opinions, I think maybe he gives a shit about it, maybe he doesn't, but he wants to stir things up. And yeah. so I don't want to get involved in that conversation. I no. think CMC, I think, look, I've seen this team for more than four decades. He is, in a way, the most unique running back I've ever seen. I don't mean the best, but the most unique. I saw Pollard last night. He's a nice little running back. But he's not as good as Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't trade them for each other. So let's talk about what well, were you going to say. In terms of runners, I mean, I might even prefer Pollard. He's faster. But what makes McCaffrey so unique is what he does as a receiver. And, I I mean, I've seen other running backs who've been able to do it, but it's rare. It's like Marshall Falk was like this. Um, and now the Niners have a guy like this. What do you like about watching Christian McCaffrey play? Yeah, let, let me say this. I'm going to be more diagnostic than praising. I watched Saquon Barkley, um, you know, last weekend. Um, and on, on his second touchdown run, as I recall, he was right near the goal line. Uh, and they, he got the ball and he pushed back a defensive lineman. because he had such power, Barkley. He had such strong legs. And he got a touchdown by running through, not around, running through a defensive lineman. That's really impressive. Again, I'm not saying he's a better player than CMC. Different. CMC could not do that. Right. They're different. And I'll tell you, because I've looked at, I, I didn't really follow him at Stanford. I don't like college sports, and I tried to avoid it as much as possible when I was a, I just don't like it. Um, so I, didn't, I wasn't all that familiar with him. But what he does and what I love about it in the chaos of the line of scrimmage, and there's a lot of chaos there, he is so brilliant. He can find open areas and lanes mm-hmm. in the chaos of, the, of, of there, and all of a sudden he's got 12 yards, right. where someone else would have had a loss. Yeah. So he's brilliant navigating that chaos. Like he's not but one of these little guys who can't run between the tackles. He, he absolutely can. Find ways. can. He, can. He, can yeah. find, he can find openings yeah. faster than you can imagine them. Yes. Yeah. But if there's someone who blocks his way, yeah. like a defensive lineman or a linebacker, and gets in front of him and gets his hands on him, he's down. Yeah. He's down. He cannot yeah. run through that. So he's a different kind of running back than Saquon Barkley. And what I feel the Niners have is both kinds. 
They have Elijah Mitchell, who can do more of that power running. Mm-hmm. I do not consider him a power runner, CMC. I consider him a guy who gets a lot of yards mm-hmm. in a unique way, but he can be stopped if there's someone there to stop him. And what I think is the, it, the most interesting thing about McCaffrey is that as good of, as good as he is as a runner, he's better as a receiver. Um, I'd say he's he's wonderful at both. I want to ask you a question, Niggy. The way I def- described him as a runner, do you agree with that? I do, I do. But I think what's so interesting, what's so tough about him is when you, when he's on the field, you have to think like, do I have linebackers who can cover him? If not, right. what do I do? What do right. I do? Do I bring down a DB and try to put a safety on him? And, and if so, can we still stop the run? There's all these there's all these dilemmas you have. Where with Barkley, you just have to stop the. He, I mean, you could throw the ball to Barkley too, but he's not this, the same kind of route runner. He's not going to beat you. you. Check it down to him, but you, with him, you just got to stop the run. Load up with McCaffrey. You can't load up to stop McCaffrey. He'll beat you even worse if you do that. He'll beat you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is one of the most unique players that the Niners have ever had. And again, I don't cover them anymore, but. I find that there are certain players who are a pleasure to watch. Brock Purdy is a pleasure to watch. In the old days, Russell Wilson, not anymore, was a pleasure to watch. CMC is a pleasure to watch. He he can break away on any play. Now, there are some plays where they'll get him for minus one yard. But he he has the ability to break away on every play, and that's thrilling. It's really fun. I find... I'm hyper alert when he gets the ball. Also, you say your favorite play is a screen, right? Well, who would you yes. rather throw a screen to than this guy? Especially if it's a bubble screen. But again, I, he's not a wide receiver. Or a regular screen. Or a regular screen, yeah. You know, um, we, I'd love to know what Bill Walsh would think of McCaffrey. I oh! think this his kind of running back. I think he would have been in love with him. He, he yeah. loved uh, Roger Craig. And I think Roger Craig was a very good running back. I actually prefer McCaffrey as an all-around player. Why? Well, I I feel he's more elusive as a running back and a better wide receiver, a better receiver. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, Craig was was really something. Craig was powerful. Very powerful. Uh, uh, And this kid doesn't have that power. But boy, is but the thing is, he doesn't have that power, but he goes over 100 yards all the time. Yeah, it's true. They use him a lot. And with the— most surprising thing for me with him is how durable he's been. In, yeah. in Carolina, the word was, oh, he's a little small. He gets banged up. Is he going to play? Man, they've been just giving him the ball nonstop, and he's been fine, popping up after every I play. have one other thing to say about him and Kyle, mm. and it's praise of Kyle and um, criticism of Kyle. I think in terms of imagination, Kyle really uses McCaffrey well. He mm-hmm. imagines the field and he sees this kid, and he knows all the things he can do. I love that combination, but he uses him. He runs him too much. I think so too. I think it's a, it's a foolhardy because yeah. he's got other really good running backs. And if you lose this kid, let me put it like this: if you lose this kid, it's worse than losing Debo Samuel. I agree. If you lose this kid, you're, you got a problem. There's a you reason a they problem. traded so much for him. There's a reason they yeah. traded so much for him. Yeah, he, he makes he, the quarterback's I, life so easy. Iggy, tell us again, what is he like when you talk to him? Um, In a group interview, he's very prepared, polished, and mature, but kind of boring. He doesn't say that much. But a lot of times that's because most 80% of questions in group interviews are boring and bad anyway. 
If you yes. if you if you linger after the group interview and talk to him, he's down to earth. He doesn't big time you. He'll talk. He's normal. Um, he's really I like him a lot. He's a he's a he seems like a good guy. Interesting. Does he have yeah. a sense of humor? Um. Yes, I think he does have a sense of humor. I think he tries not to show it. He's trying to be a pro. Like I, he grew up around his dad's Ed McCaffrey, so I'm sure he from a very young age he was. This is how you act in an interview. And yes. it's very buttoned up, you know what I mean. But when you get him out of that, he actually has a sense of, a sense of humor. Yes, I lo- I love it. Yes, uh, yeah. I love it. He, he, what and he's trying to do is be professional, which you appreciate, right? You know, I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna be serious. I'm gonna answer these questions. I'm gonna give eye contact. Like at a, at a certain point, it's almost like you could be like, "Hey, man, like, relax, relax." We all appreciate how serious you're taking this, but you can also like show your personality in this interview too, not just afterward. But it, it just Does, feels like he's a little nervous. Not nervous, but just you know what I mean. Button down. Button down. Does uh, he seem bright, bright like a Stanford kid? Yes, he does. He, now, I'm not saying he would have gotten in if he weren't an athlete, but you could tell he's a very bright person, yes. Look, I have something to say about getting in as an athlete at Stanford. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of years there, and I taught there. It's true. I think the standards for a football player may be slightly less than for the average undergraduate, but not much. That's true. I mean, it's not like at Cal. Now, may it's maybe it's changed. At I think Cal. they changed it, but when Tedford was there, they changed it. They, they yeah, they made it last. It's, yep. But let's say uh, I think in the SEC they must bend a lot of rules. I don't know. I don't know those people at Stanford. I've had athletes. I've had football players when That's I taught true. freshman English. They had to do the work. No one yep. came in and said, you know, this is so and so. Um, you need to grade him easier or you need to let a, a proctor look at his essays. Jackie Brown, who, who was the running back and you know uh, mm-hmm. and won a, a, you know, the, the Rose Bowl there, he was like anybody else in my freshman English class and he, and he was damn good. So uh, I, I would assume McCaffrey, it might have been a little easier for him, but he's a Stanford student. And if you think about it, it's harder to be a student athlete than a regular athlete because, again, that's, that's two jobs. Right. It's a lot of hours you have to put into being going to practice and weightlifting and waking up and all that stuff, and then and then you have well, to go to practice, go to class, and do your homework, and be a, yeah. and be a, a kid at some point. It's hard, right? It's right, and be yeah. a kid at some point. Really, when you, you get can't to be, be a kid. A kid. Well, you can't be a kid when you're just an, a, a student and you go to college. It's like a lot of like, well, I'll go out and I'll you know it's part of growing up. When you're a student athlete, you have to pretty much be a pro. Like you got to budget yeah. your time and you can't have that much fun. It's hard. It's hard. hard. You got to be really mature. John says, Grant, the Cowboys have an issue with kicker, LOL. You think? <laughs> it was almost uncomfortable watching him like on television. Like, oh, I got to watch this guy have a mental breakdown on television. Like, ugh. He Sorry, can, Brett. From, from, the game sucked, right? Yeah. That was the only thing that cat caught my interest. Every He's time back. they scored a touchdown, I say, I'm, I'm rooting He's for back. that guy. Uh, yeah. Come on, buddy. G-Code says, what advice is Kyle Shannon giving Ryan's on his interviews? Wrap them up. <laughs> Make them quick. <laughs> Brunny side up says CMC is Debo if he took his game more seriously. I have I have no opinion on whether or not Debo takes his game seriously. I, I don't want to address that. They're different. Debo, you, Debo breaks tackles. Christian McCaffrey yeah. makes guys miss. They're a little different. Uh, yeah. Larry Radness says, Lowell, have you heard from my uncle at all recently? No. Um, you know, here's the thing. I'm retired. My wife died. Uh, I am pretty much not in touch with people. I spend a lot of time alone. So I, I, I really like Gary, and uh, we were 
loved uh, to be on air together. I did recently uh, go to a wine tasting. I'm in a wine group, and at the wine tasting was Maddie Mayoko from uh, Sports Bay Area Sports, NBC Bay Area Sports, and um, Annie Killian from The Chronicle, and Danny Brown from The Athletic. So I, I, I did see those people, but for the most part, I only see Iggy or his brother Brian. I'm going to go to his brother Brian's for dinner tonight. I'm pretty much a loner these days. Poopy Pants says, can you think of a worse Niner draft pick than Lance when you consider what we gave up to get him and how little he's done to help us up to this point? I don't want to say that because his future is ahead of him. He may turn out to be uh, wonderful. So I don't want to say that. He hasn't gotten an opportunity yet. I mean, Solomon yeah, Thomas got four years opportunity and didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of guys who have been worse. AJ Jenkins. This guy could actually end up being good. John, yeah. CMC has elite vision and play recognition. Boy, yeah, he's got elite I, I would. I, that's a better way of saying what I said. And I want to say it's at the outer level of the chart. Yep. Quinn Howard says elderberry, uh, mullen, leaf, and black seed oil should help with that cough. Papa Cone, get back 100% soon. Thank you. Now you made me cough again. Mr. Amazing says CMC reminds me of upgraded version of Jared Hain. Oh, man. That guy. He's a lot better than that guy. Name a niner who big times you. Name a niner who big times you. Um, I don't know. Most of them don't. Most of them are pretty down to earth, I have to say. There might be a couple. I'm trying to so, think if anybody – hold on. Let, let's linger. If anybody big timed me when I was – Remember when you were trying to interview uh, Anquan Bolden and Michael Crabtree came up to you? Remember that? Oh, God, Iggy. That That was was one. Where were we? We were in, like, Carolina or something. Yeah. What happened was... Tennessee. I was at the... um, Tennessee. I was alone, and I was interviewing Bolden, who was answering my questions but was condescending and not friendly. Um, Bolden may be a nice guy, but with the media, he sucked. Yeah, and he time. really had an attitude. But yeah. I, I wasn't going to let it bother me. He was no. answering my questions. But then Crabtree came over and wanted the interview to end. I mean, it was, who was he? Yeah. And he said, he said, I'm paraphrasing, but Iggy, I think it's pretty close. He yeah. said, don't you know who you're interviewing? It's Anquan Bolden, and he's really famous. Yeah. And like, like wrap it up. Yeah. And I had my, you know, I had my recorder my phone uh-huh. and I needed to hear this shit from Michael Crabtree so I turned around and I said oh you have something to say uh-huh. and I put my my recorder right in his mouth and I said uh-huh. if you got something to say say it right now yeah. and he turned around and started to run out of the locker room because he was dressed and into the hallway and I ran after him Iggy remember I ran after him in the hallway and I said don't leave me you had yeah. something to say. Now say it for the record. And he ran away. That's that what good. happened. Then I went back to Bolden and I said, can we take, uh, can we take up where we left off? And he, he laughed and he said, yeah. Michael Crabtree, Iggy, you saw he ran away from me. Yeah. My, Michael he Crabtree, didn't ex- he didn't exactly he, think that quick on his feet, Michael Crabtree. I don't and, know what he well, was thinking on that one. And he didn't expect that to happen. No, what he did not expect is, that to happen. You know, they, the media is very pliant. Yes, And the way I look at it, they think of us as it, not as yeah. a person, as a no. spoon or a fork. And you can or manipulate a chair. It. Yeah. Or a chair. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, one of them actually spoke. And yeah. what's more, took charge, was aggressive. Right. He didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Didn't have a game I plan would, for that. I would never allow myself to be a chair, 
ever. No. And no. and I I think that the players certainly Randy Moss got to learn that. <laughs> Lowell, do you remember uh, a Roger Bowden running back at Stanford? I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, again, I. I I was at Stanford 66 to 72. I rarely, you know, I was concerned with getting a PhD. I rarely went to games, although I did see some games. You and asshole. Then af- and then afterward, <laughs> when I um, became a sports writer, I had to cover them and Cal from time to time because there was a big rivalry in that. But this is a pro area, pro sports area, and that's where my interest always was, not in college sports. It's weird when you go places that are uh, college areas, like, Atlanta. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Braves are in the playoffs. Don't care. What did Georgia Tech do today? What did right. Georgia Southern do? Right. Like, what? My, my egotistic aura says, tell Michael Parsons, come get it back in blood. Okay, I'll tell him. Lowell the legend and Grant the Great says, Mike H. Thank, Thank you. you. LOL, AJ Jenkins. How about Mike Rumpf? Mike Rumpf was a late first round pick. Let's give Mike Rumpf some respect. 808 Niner. Mike Rumpf. That's all we got. Okay. So we get. It's all well, we got. It's an hour and a half. Went, uh, Wow. We got twenty eight hundred people watching. Hold on, let me give you the, let me give the full the full. So far, we've had ten thousand people watch the show. How about I think that's a record. I think we're this is all time record for the cone zone today. And look, I'm still coughing a little, but not like two weeks ago. Iggy, I'm coming you're back. Good. You're coming back. You know, you know why you're coming back. The Niners are bringing you back. The <laughs> Niners with their great play. <laughs> well, Dad, I love you. I love you, Iggy. I, I, I have to say, this is the high point of my week, dude. I just love this. Me too. Mine as well. And uh, Mass Martyrs as well, I think. Uh, thank you for becoming a member. The show is over. Stop giving me money. Tony says, I agree, Grant. Keep BCB and Trey Lance. Then go sign Marcus Peters or a right tackle. It's what they're going to do. It's what they're going to do. Trey Lance, hold tight. Your, t- your time is coming. Hold your horses. Hold your ro- so. Hold everything. I'll call you in a minute, Dad. Okay. See you guys. Bye, everybody.